Welcome to Furniture Industry News, December 8, 2023, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the top states gaining and losing residents, the importance of trust and quality in consumer trends, the changing landscape of mergers and acquisitions in the home furnishings industry, the impact of the Panama Canal drought on fuel prices and freight, Martin Furniture's shift in production from Mexico to Asia, for quality improvement and cost reduction, and RH's challenging Q3 with a loss of $2.187 million due to a slow housing market and increased promotional activity in home furnishings. The 30th Annual Migration Pattern Study conducted by Atlas Van Lines highlights the significant movement of residents among states in the past year. The Northeast, Southeast, and Northwest regions emerged as the primary beneficiaries of this migration. The study reveals the top 10 states that experienced an influx of people, including Maine, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Montana, Washington, Arkansas, Florida, New Mexico, the District of Columbia, and Texas. Notably, North Carolina and Maine maintained their positions at the top of the list for two consecutive years, while New Hampshire climbed from 10th to the third spot. Conversely, the states experiencing the highest loss of residents were Illinois, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, Minnesota, Indiana, Oregon, Iowa, Mississippi, New York, and Ohio. Interestingly, the data aligns with Realtor.com's October Hottest Housing Markets Report, which identified Manchester-Nashua, NH, as the leading metro area for real estate activity. Concord, New Hampshire, also ranked fifth on this list. Portland South, Portland, Maine, previously ranked third in September but dropped to 12th place. However, despite Ohio's designation as a state experiencing an exodus of residents, several cities within the state proved to be hot real estate markets. Columbus, Dayton, and Akron ranked 8th, 13th, and 14th, respectively. Their affordability, with median home prices falling below the national median listing price of $425,000 to $430,000 in September, may have attracted buyers. Columbus, had a median listing price of $367,000, compared to Manchester-Nashua's $524,000 and Portland-South Portland's $600,000. Realtor.com measures market hotness based on demand generated through property views on their website and the speed of market activity indicated by the number of days a listing remains active. During his presentation at the 2023 Furniture Today Leadership Conference, Tom Mirabile, founder and principal of Springboard Futures, offered valuable insights on decoding trend talk and understanding consumer behavior. Mirabile emphasized the distinction between style trends and consumer trends, emphasizing the importance of considering various macro demographics such as Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Baby Boomers, and Seniors. He highlighted key lifestyle considerations for each demographic group, recognizing that there are variables within each group that influence buying decisions. Mirabile emphasized the impact of cross-generational influence and reverse mentoring as younger generations are influencing older generations in new ways, particularly in digital environments. Trust emerged as a critical factor in the value equation for consumers. Mirabile stressed that establishing trust affects consumers' perception of other elements, such as quality, brand, and price. He cited the 2023 Edelman Trust Survey, which revealed that high-trust companies are more likely to be high-performing companies. Mirabile also discussed the Value Equation Index, 
which encompasses factors like price, convenience, ratings and reviews, lifestyle benefits, shopping experience, and social responsibility. He presented key statistics from survey results regarding the relevance of these factors to consumers' purchase decisions. He concluded by emphasizing the need for a holistic understanding of consumers, considering both style trends and consumer lifestyle trends. Mirabile stressed that consumers now seek a personal and nearly intimate connection with retailers and brands they choose, and marketing messages need to shift accordingly from we get you to we are you. The home furnishings industry has undergone significant changes in the past few years, particularly in the wake of the pandemic. At the 2023 Leadership Conference, industry experts Howard Armistead and Bo Stump discussed the future of mergers and acquisitions in this sector and how market dynamics have shifted. One key shift is the change in deal-making strategies. In the past, companies would often secure heavy debt to acquire other businesses, but this approach is no longer popular. Private equity firms, which previously had a strong interest in the furniture industry, have also become less enthusiastic. Today, deals tend to be smaller in scale and driven by the acquisitions of struggling companies that need a buyer to remain solvent. The structure of deals has also evolved. Cash-funded acquisitions are now more common, driven in part by increased interest rates that have made acquisition loans more expensive. Companies are also exploring joint ventures based on geographic or product complements, allowing them to combine resources such as warehouses and distribution centers. Traditional banks are now hesitant to provide large acquisition loans, and private equity firms are less inclined to invest in the furniture industry due to recent closures and issues with banks. However, smaller private equity players that are already involved in the industry may still make acquisitions. Armistead and Stump advise companies looking to sell to ensure their balance sheets are in order, strengthen their management teams, and maintain well-maintained facilities or stores. Similar to selling a house, addressing any financial issues is crucial for closing a deal successfully. While the industry may currently face challenges, there is optimism that positive momentum will return, bringing a pool of capital back into the industry. In the meantime, it is essential for companies to navigate the changing landscape strategically to ensure their success. The drought in the Panama Canal has resulted in the lowest water levels since the mid-1900s, leading to a substantial decrease in the canal's transit capacity. This has had significant impacts on the global supply chain and economy, some of which may not be immediately apparent. According to the Logistics Managers Index and a report in November, the slowdown in the Panama Canal has caused fuel prices to surge in Asia. Ships carrying gas are being given low priority compared to passenger and cargo ships, resulting in some ships having to pay millions of dollars to move to the front of the line. This situation could lead to inflation in Asia, particularly impacting China, which is already facing economic challenges due to low consumer demand and a contracting factory activity. The restricted sailings through the Panama Canal until at least February are also causing a shift in freight from the east and Gulf Coast ports back to the west coast. While this shift was already happening due to the resolution of the west coast labor strike threat, the slowdown in Panama is expediting the process. As the supply and demand move back towards equilibrium, this geographic concentration of freight could lead to cost issues on the west coast and availability issues in the east. Furthermore, the situation is further influenced by the Israel-Hamas war. 
Several major ocean carriers have halted Panama Canal transits through February on certain container services between the U.S. and Asia, choosing instead to use the Suez Canal. However, this alternative route takes significantly longer, and the ongoing war poses additional threats to ships passing through the Red Sea, which connects to the Suez Canal. Overall, these factors combined are impacting the global supply chain and economy, causing increased fuel prices, freight shifts, and potential risks to shipping routes. Martin Furniture, led by CEO Gil Martin, recently made the decision to shift its manufacturing operations from Mexico to Asia. This move marks the end of a 20-year manufacturing run in Mexico and a significant chapter in the company's history. Initially, Martin Furniture started as a small operation in Southern California, producing wood office and entertainment furniture in founder Gil Martin's garage. Over time, the company expanded its domestic operations and eventually moved production to Mexico. Now Martin Furniture is focusing its manufacturing efforts in Asia, particularly Vietnam and Malaysia. The company sees this shift as an opportunity to achieve a higher level of quality and consistency in its product line. By having production centralized in Asia, Martin Furniture can streamline the manufacturing process and ensure that the quality and finishing standards meet customer expectations. To oversee the manufacturing process in Asia, Martin's own team of QC, engineering, and development professionals will be based in Vietnam. Gustavo Velez, the company's vice president of imports, leads this team. With over 30 years of furniture industry manufacturing experience, Velez brings valuable expertise to the table. The decision to move production out of Mexico was primarily driven by the rising costs of labor in the country. Martin acknowledged that expensive labor and government guidelines played a role in the shift to Asia, where the company could obtain better pricing from factories. By reducing costs, Martin Furniture can pass on these savings to its retail customers. Martin Furniture expressed gratitude to the workers in Mexico who have been part of their supply chain for many years. While some employees remain at the plant in administrative and maintenance roles, others have left with severance pay as part of the transition. Martin Furniture is now considering the future of its 150,000-square-foot plant in Mexico, exploring options such as leasing or selling it to interested parties. In summary, the shift in manufacturing from Mexico to Asia represents an important strategic decision for Martin Furniture. By consolidating production in Asia, the company aims to enhance quality, reduce costs, and better serve its customers. Top 100 retailer RH faced challenges in the third quarter as the new home market slowed down and the home furnishings industry became more promotional. In a shareholder letter, Gary Friedman, chairman and CEO, expressed the expectation that the existing housing market would remain stagnant until interest rates and or home prices decrease significantly. He also noted that the increasing promotional nature of the home furnishings market would result in a shift towards clearance products, impacting gross margins. RH reported net revenues of $751.225 million for the quarter, a decrease of 13.6% compared to the same period in 2022. It also posted a net loss of $2.19 million, in contrast to the income of $98.7 million from the previous year. The adjusted operating margin for the quarter fell to 7.3%, down from 20.8% in 2022. Friedman attributed the margin difference to higher-than-anticipated expenses, 
including international openings and costs related to the planned acquisition of the New York Guesthouse property, as well as unsuccessful efforts to secure the One Ocean Drive location in Miami Beach. RHE's year-to-date net revenues reached $2.3 billion, down 18.7% compared to the first three quarters of 2022. Net income for this period was $116.2 million, a decrease of 72.5% from 2022. The EBITDA margin stood at 16.3%. Friedman expressed optimism for the future and identified upcoming opportunities such as the addition of more galleries and design studios. He anticipated an acceleration in demand trends in the first half of 2024, driven by product transformation, improved in-stock levels, and the introduction of new catalogs. The CEO predicted that the company's inflection point would occur in the second quarter of 2024 as new collections are fully implemented and a cycle of sourcebook mailings begins, leading to a complete transformation of the brand over the next year. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Stay tuned to Furniture Industry News from FurniturePodcast.com to stay informed on the latest updates in the furniture industry and make sure to subscribe for future episodes. 